Our first lesson comes from the second letter to Timothy. It is written like the last words of a dying patriarch who urgently shares wisdom with a faithful and beloved child. Listen to the word of God from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message, be persistent, whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. As for me, I am already being poured out as I libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Last Sunday on All Saints Day, we heard the word from Hebrews 11 and the beginning of Hebrews 12. As the writer reviewed the many saints who have come before in scripture, and we celebrated the many saints in our own lives who have come alongside us. We return again to those beginning verses of Hebrews Hebrews. Uh, chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, and then picking up again in verses 11 to 13. Listen again for the word of God. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. For the Lord disciplines those whom he loves. Now, discipline always seems rather painful, more than pleasant at the time. <laughs> but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, 
Therefore, lift your drooping hands and, and strengthen your weak knees. And make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Oh God, on this marathon Sunday, as so many are running the race of their lifetime, we ask that you would encourage us as well, even as you encourage them. Help us to turn to you for sustenance and hope in this moment and forevermore. And may all God's people say, Amen. Okay, truth, truth telling. I am not a runner, I am not an athlete. <laughs> So I was curious and more than a little in awe a few years ago when my colleague at the time, Kathy, modestly acknowledged her joy at completing the Chicago Marathon that weekend. I had no idea she was even running. When pressed, she shared just a little bit more how before the race they sang the national anthem followed, of course, by Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run, <laughs> which she confessed always leaves you in tears. <laughs> how, she said, how you step out feeling afraid and overwhelmed, not at all sure you're prepared enough to finish. How at times, at times in the race, you find yourself laughing for the audacity of running and at times, you find yourself crying for the joy of pushing yourself so hard. And then, and then you find yourself weeping for the pain, the sheer pain of putting one foot in front of the other. And, and how it is to hit the midway point and realize that there are already people who have finished the race <laughs> and you still have hours and hours and hours to go and you're not convinced you're ever going to make it. So what keeps you going? What keeps you going, Kathy said, is this. First, the relief and confidence that the lead runner has made it. And if they can, you can too. And second, what keeps you going is the thousands and thousands of people who are cheering you on. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like this year, but in normal years, marathons like Chicago's and ours here in LA will literally draw hundreds of thousands of spectators Crowds five and ten deep, all the way on, cheering you on. Children holding up signs. Girls and guys dressed up like cheerleaders. Teenage rock bands. Former runners. Family members and total strangers. 
and, and your fellow runners too, thousands of them, and as you fall in line next to the strangers around you, you get to talking to them along the way. And, and they start telling you about their deep exhaustion and you shore them up and then they shore you up in turn. The marathon presses you to your physical limits, Kathy said, but she said the most important thing is this, you cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. Which of course is true not only of a marathon, but of life itself. It isn't easy to fight the good fight, to finish the race, to keep the faith, for life is its own marathon and like any long run, it is gonna be a mixed experience. We all know that there are gonna be times when the sheer joy of being alive is so stunning that it makes us weep. I had that feeling holding my little granddaughter a couple of weeks ago. There are, there are times when we step out into love with the one who knows us fully and loves us anyway. There are times when we watch our children grow and thrive into wise and happy human beings. And then there are times when the challenge of life, good hard work you can sink your teeth into or a relationship that's snatched from the precipice of boredom or betrayal. There are times when the challenge is so breathtaking and honorable and you just wanna keep going for the drive of it. And it's exhilarating when you break through And then there are times of simple and humble inspiration when you take a breath and you notice what's been around you all along. Those little things that the world was offering, the lap of water on the seashore, the splendor of the leaves with no utilitarian value but the joy and glimpse of divine inspiration. This happens. So much of life is rich and beautiful and terribly worthwhile. And, and like a marathon, Sometimes life is also so hard and so grueling. And if we're honest, we will all confront those times when we think that we will not make it. We stumble over uneven ground, an unexpected failure, a sharp rebuff a stupid, unethical decision, and we lose respect for ourselves, and our confidence fails us. 
or we hit the wall of pain, someone we trust rejects us and our hearts break, or someone dies and we're stunned by the keening wail of grief within us, or we just grow tired. We just grow tired, exhausted by the knowledge that there's so much ahead, so many miles ahead, and our ill and aging parent is going to need us for years, or our financial troubles are not a temporary blip, but a way of life, or our own wrestling match with addiction or depression is never going to go away, or that, that chronic wasting disease of war or poverty or climate change will always be overwhelming. And all we want to do is stop running and lay down and be done and rest. And, and even in the shelter of this place, where, where everything is, is beautiful and right, even here, we, we taste the bitter tears of sorrow, disappointment, and grief because this is inevitably part of the path of life and no amount of money or shelter or amusing diversions can protect us. So what is it that keeps us from losing heart on this marathon? What is it that keeps us in the, the noble race that faith has set before us? What keeps us going, scripture tells us, is first this, that we have relief and confidence we find in the lead runner, Jesus Christ, who has finished the race and won the crown and gone before us so that we can make it to no matter how far behind we are. And second, if we only look up from the road that's right in front of us, we'll see what has been with us all along, thousands and thousands of saints running right beside us or cheering us on, this cloud of witnesses, this cloud of witnesses, strangers and loved ones, living and dead, surrounding us, supporting us, celebrating every step we take, infusing us with courage that we cannot summon on our own. It's so fitting that Marathon Sunday falls right after All Saints this year. <laughs> it's so fitting that today all of us look up from the path and see those who surround us still. That we hear them cheering us on. The, the saints who are still in the land of the living, all of you who care for me and one another and keep us going. And, and the saints who abide now on that farther shore our company of saints who are total strangers in this marathon and, and mixed in 
among all the saints, those you, you recognize, a grandparent or parent who expected much of you and still has hopes for you now, even from far away, or a teacher who believes in you and believed in you long ago before you did, your best friend, the giants of your childhood, and the famous saints, they're there too, cheering you on, even if you do not know them. So today, I want to ask, who are the saints for you? Who are the saints who line your path five and ten and tens of thousands deep for they are cheering for you even now to stay the course, to lift your eyes, to keep on the path, and they are proud of you. So very proud. The marathon presses your physical limits, Kathy said. Well, faith's noble race, it pushes your limits too. And none of us can do it alone. And none of us has to. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith who has finished the race, who has won the crown, that we might finish with him. Amen.